right, at this time we can dismiss the children. We only have a few more minutes left, I know that. But uh, the rest of you, as the children are walking out, if you have your Bibles, if you can, take them and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. All right. We're not going to be too much longer, I promise. We still have all of our events going on for tonight. And uh, it's amazing, amazing to see what God has done in the lives of our teenagers this week. And uh, if you're excited about what God has done this week, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, just incredible to hear their testimonies, see them get up here and talk about what God has done in their lives. We get a, a day during the week that we meet up with all of our teens and we get to hear exactly how God has spoken to them within the middle of the week there and just to, just to hear their hearts and uh, they really open up a lot more than, than being up here in front of you all and uh, the nervousness of this. But um, it's an incredible week that we see and it's amazing to me um, how the Wilds does it as well. And they actually have time where we can go as counselors and we kind of get refreshed and we learn things as well. Uh, we sit through classes and uh, throughout the week and we get training um, on how to be better leaders, how to be better teachers, how to be um, better counselors and those things. And one of the lessons was, was this right here. And um, God is teaching God's principle on teaching. And how we can teach our children. And so if you have your Bibles, if you can't take them and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. And I'm going to be very quick. Um, the Lord knew I, we were going to not have too much time. I wrote out this whole message, and then I thought I saved it, and I didn't. And so I'm going off of what I have now jotted down in 30 minutes of everything that I had. Um, so there's that. So we're going to be very brief, I promise. And um, we'll get through this very quickly. All right, but uh, in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this is one verse that I know we all have heard before. I have heard it my entire life growing up in church. I've seen uh, great, wonderful families and parents and how they've trained up their child in the way that they should go, and they have several children that'll go the, the right way, and then they have a, one or two that'll go the wrong way. And is that ultimately, oh, God's word is not true? Well, no. This, this and what we're looking at tonight, this word train, it means to dedicate or to train up, but it also means to help narrow down some things. To help narrow down what God wants for them. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is older, he will not depart from it. There's, this is not a, necessarily just a promise. This is not a promise to claim, but a principle to apply. And so often I've heard people just say, well, we're, we're at church and we're doing this and we're doing that and we're getting our kids what they need and we're just giving it to them and we're shoving it down their throat because, hey, that's a promise we're claiming. We're training them up in the way they should go. And yet we need to look at this. It's a principle to apply. How to guide them, how to direct them, how to help them as they walk down this journey of, called life. So how do we do this? Well, the very first thing is we begin by helping them do the revealed will of God. I find it so interesting that at camp, they all get up here and they talk about things that I'm sure as parents, you have taught them before. How many of you have ever told your child, your teenager that's here tonight, to read their Bible? But what was the biggest thing that they got out of camp this week? To read their Bible and make time for God. You see, one person plants the seed. One person comes along and and waters it. But God gives the increase. And that's what happened this week at camp, was God got the increase. 
It was watered. The things in which we've been teaching and the things in which you've been teaching your teenager was watered down and saturated and the Word of God was preached and it grew in their hearts and in their lives. It became real to them. One of the quotes that I have here about doing the revealed will of God, what is the revealed will of God? What are some things that God has revealed to us that is His will currently right now? This is open for suggestions. What's one of them? Go to church, right? That's God's desire. That's His will for our lives. Forsake not the gathering of ourselves together. What's another will? Spread the gospel. gospel. Share the good news. That's the will of God. Something else. I saw a hand. Levi. Read the Bible. Read the Bible, right? Hide God's word in our heart. Why? So that we might not sin against Him. That's the will of God for our lives. That's the revealed will of God. And so do what you know, and you will know what to do. It's simply this. Do what you know, and you will know what to do. Well, I don't know what God has for my life. Well, you do, because He revealed some things to you, so do those things. Focus on the now. There's another quote that says, you'll never know the will of God until you know the Word of God. You'll never know the will of God until you know the Word of God. How are we establishing that in the lives of our children? the lives of those around us, knowing the Word of God, how important it is. Number two, refuse to choose for them. Kids should never be pushed but pointed to the Lord. Refuse to make choices for them. You know, as you got up here and you heard, as as these teenagers spoke, you heard their heart. The thing that they learned most and the thing that really stuck to them was how God forgives them, which shows me and tells me they have a desire to want to do right. That they're their hardest critic. They're the ones that beat themselves up the most to say, hey, I know what I've done in the past, and how can God still use me? And this week, one of the things that they got was, hey, God still wants to use them. Praise the Lord, God still wants to use me. Praise the Lord, God still wants to use each and every one of us that are here tonight. We've all messed up. We've all sinned, and yet God, for some reason, desires to still want to use each and every one of us. to com- Imperfect people to complete His perfect will. What an amazing truth. So, and not ref- or refusing to choose for them, ask them open-ended questions. They know what's right. Don't be God for them. Don't be the Holy Spirit for them. Allow them, ask questions, dive deeper, allow them to give answers and say, do you think that'll work? Spend time with them. Don't choose for them. Allow them to make some of their choices. The will of God is not always a syllabus, but it's a scroll. It's unrolled each and every day for us. It's not just something that's given all at once, but it's something that is unrolled each and every day. And as your teenagers have questions, be willing to sit with them and ask ask them questions back. Well, do you think that's a good idea? Do you think God would be pleased with that? Do you think that's the best way to do that? And allow them to answer. Number three, encourage them to seek God for themselves. Encourage them to seek God for themselves. D.L. Moody very good, a lot, has a lot of quotes. But one of his quotes was this. It says, consecrate and then concentrate. Dedicate ourselves to the Word of God and then just concentrate on those things. Consecrate and then concentrate. It's that simple. Understand what the will of God is and concentrate on those, on those things. Those who have a why to live can bear almost any how. 
Encourage them to seek God for themselves. Encourage them the why we're here. Let them know why we're here. We're here for a greater cause. We're here for a greater purpose. And when they understand that why, they can understand how to live each and every day. That's a man by the name of Nietzsche, who was a World War II veteran. Or not a veteran, a World War II. In World War II, he was a Jew in the Holocaust. And he went through the Holocaust, and he survived the Holocaust, and he wrote a book about it, talking about how he was able to survive was because he had a why to live. How can we live in this horrible, sinful, wicked world? By knowing our why. Teach them, encourage them to seek God for themselves. Number four, help them to identify and develop their unique gifts from God. Help them to identify and develop their uniqueness, unique gifts from God, whether that's natural or spiritual. Both. Natural and spiritual gifts, help them to develop those things. They have a desire. Help them to, to form those desires, to guide those desires. To teach them these things. Guide them. Number five, encourage them in serving the Lord now. Encourage them to serve the Lord now. It's not one of those things that we wake up whenever we're 25 years old on our 25th birthday, we wake up that morning and we say, you know what, I'm ready to serve the Lord. No, it is something that needs to be taught. It's something that must be stressed. It's something that must be pushed. It's something that must be guided in a positive way. Hey, it's hard serving the Lord, but you know what? It is so rewarding in serving the Lord. There is so much joy in serving God. Do our kids see that? Or do they even see just the negative side of things? Encouraging them, training them to serve the Lord. If we don't, serve, if we don't teach them to serve God now, they probably never will. That's a, there's, there's several statistics on that as well. But looking at that and realizing that if we don't serve God now, they probably never will. Teach them to serve God now. Number six, and we're almost done. Counsel, to stay, counsel them or teach them to stay close to authority. Teach them to stay close to authority. Work with them to stay close to authority. Teach them that unconditional love. Teach them how to work things out with, their, with those in authority with them, of teachers, of adults, and learn to work things out. If they have ought with someone, what are you to do? Well, what's the scriptural way? To go to them. Train up our, ch- our children. Teach them in that way. Number seven, help them take the next step. Encouraging them all along the way. Be their biggest support. They've just made some decisions this past week, and they're going to fail. I've already forewarned them that they're going to fail in their decision. I know I fail with my decisions that I make. I know that they're going to fail. I know that we all fail. How many of, all, how many of you say it's a, it's a hard time to always make time to, to read our Bibles and pray? Look, teens, look at all these hands around. Like, it, it, it's, it is. It's a difficult task. And so help them take the next step. By doing so, we need to be encouragement to them. Again, they're their hardest critics most of the time, as, as most of us are. That's why we're at church. We know we need help. We know we need to grow. We know we need to be more like Jesus Christ and learn more of Him so that we can be who and what we ought to be. And so help these children, these next generation, take the next step in doing what God has asked them to do. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for this evening. I thank You, Lord, for these teenagers and what you've, how You've spoken to them this week. And Lord, I pray that You would just help us
to be the teachers that you've taught us to be. How you deal with us, Lord, not with a firm hand all the time and not, with, not by shoving it down our throats, but Lord, you, you guide us like a shepherd. You help us. You help deliver us out of evil. You, you're there to help us, pick us back up. And Lord, I pray for the parents in this room that you would help them to do the same thing, to encourage their teenagers, to lift them up, to pray for them. Tonight, I spoke mostly to parents, but if you're here tonight, I just have a question. With the heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here tonight, you say, you know what, Pastor William, maybe, maybe I've led my children with more of an iron fist than with love. You know, or maybe you're here this evening and as a parent or you're listening and you think, you know what, maybe, maybe you've just really taken a back seat to being the parent that God desires for you to be. And maybe you, you're just here tonight as a parent and you say, you know what, I just need some, some prayer I just need some encouragement. Would you raise your hand if that's you? If you, have a, if you have a young person that you're trying to raise in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and you are saying, I need some help, would you raise your hand? I know my hand's raised. You know, I'm going to do something. With, with, keep your hands up for just a minute. Keep your hands up for just a minute. If you raise your hand, and I want everyone to open their eyes and look. Look around at these hands that are raised. You know, we don't do this too often. But I want you to realize that there are families in this church that need help, need prayer. And maybe you're an older person that you say, hey, I don't have children at home anymore. Well, you know what? There's people here that need help. There's people here tonight that you can encourage as they try to raise their children. I told my son the other day, we were were having a discussion, and, and I said, son, I said, I had never done this before. I've never raised a child before, an eight-year-old boy, and I'm sorry because I did it the wrong way that night, and I said, I'm sorry. He's like, you've never done this before? Like, they think that we're some, like, like, we should have it all together, and I'm like, I've never done this. Some of you have never raised a teenager before. We've never raised this, the, the age in which our child is. We're, we're learning this as well as we go, and teenagers realize this too. Your parents are asking for prayer. They don't have it all together. We're all trying to figure this out. But how awesome it is to come to the house of God and see other believers striving for the same goal and that we can encourage, we can be a help to someone else who is in need. Thank you. That's all I have. Thank you.